You are listening to the Revolutionary Force in Professional Wrestling Podcast for over 20 years. Reviews, interviews, shoots, news, and opinions like no other. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ring Scoops. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, another podcast. It's not Tuesday, so it's not a great two for Tuesday, but it is uh, it is Thursday, so it's, I guess, two for Thursday. Uh, I am that Ring Scoops guy, joined with McAvall and Kat, and uh, we were... Uh, Meow! I had to do it. Meow! <laughs> we, we, we were recording the, the show just a couple minutes ago, so this is two episodes, so this is like a separate one, but we, we, we went so in-depth talking about... AEW that we forgot that we had a pay-per-view coming up and we got to do a predictions for that. So that's what this show is going to be for the predictions for Clash of Champions this Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Are you guys going to order the pay-per-view? No, I'm going to watch it off the network. <laughs> I was going to say order it. <laughs> well, you order the network, don't you? Or subscribe? I subscribe. You subscribe. Yes. Get your parents' permission before subscribing. <laughs> Children. Wow. All right. So, yeah, we got we got the pay per view this Sunday. It's Clash. Is it Clash of Champions or Clash of the Champions? Because I've heard the two different variations of the name cutting promos on television. Well, you're forgetting the most important part. Mm. Gold Rush. Oh, Gold <laughs> Rush. So we have a tournament. I don't no, know what it is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, like I said, ever since Bruce Pritchard came back, like <laughs> him and Vince, like whatever Vince has an idea for, for a tagline, it's like on every pay-per-view this year, even <laughs> Raw. <laughs> like Raw, in your face. I was like, I saw, did you guys see that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? <laughs> it's almost like yeah, these, so, these aren't pay-per-views anymore. These are those uh, Impact One Night Stands or whatever they're called. Yeah, like SummerSlam. You'll never see it coming. Yeah, the whole show. It, and... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Gold what? Rush. Gold Rush. I, mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. I mean, I would never put it in there, but a Gold Rush, and it's all championships and championship gold. Except for the old ECW title, that was more silver. But in any event, we do have a pay per view coming up. It's it's been it, the last time we did a pay per view prediction. We didn't use this line, but we could use it now. It's been a while since we've had a pay per view. Been a few weeks. Yeah, because the last time it was a week difference, and that was pretty crazy. A quick turnaround, and what boy did the products change then? Mac, you and I, we did a podcast talking about. You know, our thoughts so far on Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns and what a night and day from, from 30 days ago. Yes. Yes. Very much so. And this pay-per-view is going to be very interesting. we got nine matches on the card. One's going to be scheduled for the pre-show, so apparently we got eight matches on the main card unless they want to fit a second one in. 
Um, we're recording this, ladies and gentlemen, on Thursday at 4.11 p.m. Pacific time. It's a day before SmackDown. Just for clarity, in case anybody's listening to this after SmackDown airs or on a Saturday before the pay-per-view, and you guys listen to this, we're going to be like, ah, oh, you guys fucking forgot, you know, so-and-so, that you didn't do this match. Just for clarity out there, it's Thursday afternoon. But let's uh, let's run uh, down the card real quick. I'll just quickly say what the card is, and then we'll do match by match and just kind of give our predictions on that. Uh, the first match that's scheduled for the pre-show is the Raw Women's Championship match. Asuka defends against Zelina Vega. Then we have got the uh, United States Championship match. Bobby Lashley defends against Apollo Crews. The Raw Tag Team Championship match. The Street Profits defend against Andrade and Angel Garza. We've got a triple threat ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. Jeff Hardy defends against AJ Styles and Sami Zayn. The SmackDown Tag Team Championship will be on the line as Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura defend against the Lucha House Party. The Women's Tag Team Championship on the line as well as Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler go one-on-one, or two-on-two really, against the Riot Squad. The SmackDown Women's Championship, Bayley defends against Nikki Cross. We've got an ambulance match for the WWE Championship. Randy Orton challenges Drew McIntyre. And the Universal Championship match, Paul Heyman with his client, Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion, set to defend against his cousin, Jay Uso. What a, what a card, actually. From a worker's standpoint, this looks like it's going to be one hell of a freaking show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think this is one of those cards where it's like, you're going to... Maybe some matches you may not like, like let's say Shinsuke and Cesaro against the Lucha House Party. Doesn't really sound that great on paper, but they're going to really, you know, you got a lot of good workers on this car. So I think this is going to be like one of those underrated pay-per-views. It's going to end up being really good. I totally agree Most with you definitely. on that. Yeah, it's going to be some though, of these though, dark horse matches. I, think it is, I, I do think it is kind of bullshit though, that your Raw Women's Championship match is on the pre-show. Yeah, yeah, and they had, and they announced it on Raw. That that's what was weird to me. They said they're going to face each other on the pre-show. I'm like, I've never seen them promote the pre-show like that's a a prize, you know, <laughs> like but, a prize. It's a crackerjack like prize. <laughs> that's not only an insult to like Oscar. That's an insult to Selena Vega. That's an insult to the women's division and the championship because you're literally introducing Zelina Vega now as a full-time wrestler. She's yeah. no longer going to be a manager. And your first thing is, "Oh hey, we're going to give you the pre-show." Well, well, the first thing is too is like you're in a women's championship match the very like day that you decide to not be a manager, but hey, <laughs> I guess you I guess anybody can get a shot. Well, you know, it's the same argument that you say, uh, you know, with Miro. I mean, you got to start at the very bottom. The very bottom of WWE is a pre-show match. <laughs> That's the right. philosophy that I'm taking. <laughs> well, it's like if you, if you want to do it that way, let's look at the fact that Lana made her debut at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, oh. in the ring? Yep, her first time actually in the wrestling ring was at WrestleMania. It was a battle royal, though. No, it wasn't. It was a six-woman tag. Was it? It was a six-woman tag. Okay. Because it was Brie Bella's retirement match. Ah. Because it was the whole storyline of Brie Bella versus Lana. 
and they brought in all the total divas um, there, and then they brought in Naomi and Tamina, then Summer and Emma, and so it became a six-woman tag match. That was the night that was announced. That was the night in Dallas where it was announced that the divas were no longer the divas. They were finally superstars. Well, I sit corrected. Thank you so much for that. Uh, I thought it was the Battle Royal, but no, you know, now I'm thinking about it. I'm kind of starting to remember that match a little bit because I think she, uh, Lana came out in that very pro provocative gear, right? Yeah, she came out in the gear that was uh, designed by the woman that did her wedding dresses. That's a very, very interesting detail. <laughs> If we ever do trivia, I'm going to ask you for some of these questions to put out there to people. It was like the hard-hitting tiebreaker questions. <laughs> I, I remember just seeing that, and I just laughed. I'm like, wait, you literally had someone that designed your wedding dress design your ring gear? What the fuck? <laughs> well, hey, if she's able to perform in it and not cause a casualty, I guess it's all right, right? <laughs> Straight up. All right, so we got we got nine matches here on this card. Um, it's I guess we'll start off with that with the with the pre-show match. Uh, Oscar defends against Zelina Vega. Um, I, I mean, shit. I mean, I guess we kind of gave our thoughts on what we thought about the match placement on this. But uh, uh, Mac, what do you think about Zelina Vega being the challenger going up against Oscar here? I think it's a waste of of, of a match. Um, there's plenty of women. That you could put Asuka against um, that can work. Like, uh, I don't know why, you know, you, you have this thing built in with um, Natalie and, and, and Lana, and they're trying to really put them over as, uh, I don't know, they, they haven't given them a name officially yet, um, but they, I think they do need one tag team type name. But I think that's a built in storyline where you have Natalie who can work and then you have her go up against Asuka and you have Lana on the outside and it will be a really, really good match. Um, as far as, you know, Zelina Vega is concerned, the last time that I saw her in anything that had to do with women's wrestling or match is when she faced Bianca Belair. And Bianca Belair completely dominated her. So common sense would say that you would think that Bianca Belair would be the one that's challenging for the, the women's championship. But no, we're going to give her a stupid backstage vignette of a guy lifting weights and she comes in and lifts more. And he does pull-ups, but she does more pull-ups. That has nothing to do with Bianca Belair's character. Yeah, she's athletic. Yeah, she's strong. But that has nothing to do with her character. Give me a break. I, If I have to pick a, a, a person who's going to win this match, it's going to be Asuka. Um, they're going to make Zelina look good because they want to push her in the division. So they'll be like, oh, well, Zelina's really, she's really putting a fight up against Asuka. But Asuka's going to beat her clean. One, two, three. Asuka wins. What about you, Kat? I definitely see your point of why it should be some other women, but I seriously think this. Zelina is the ultimate wild card. With the fact that we've not seen her as a in-ring competitor completely. As you said, the last time anybody saw her in the ring was with Bianca Belair. 
Most definitely. But we've not seen or even touched the skirt, even scratched the surface of what Selena Vega can do. People tend to forget this woman has been a wrestler for more than 11 years. She didn't start off as a manager. She started out as a wrestler. And on Monday Night Raw, that match between her and Mickey James impressed me. The fact that, you know, one of, you know, she was very quick to face someone who's considered a legend and stand toe to toe was awesome. And one thing that I even appreciated and laughed at when watching it with one of my friends was when she went and did the Black Widow. What was one of the things Elena Vega was known for? Fighting with my family. So I I definitely see... You know, the the whole thing of I I can see where you're saying with Oscar winning, but I'd kind of like to see Selena should you know pull something out of her bag and come out on top. I think it would shake up the women's division definitely. Um, it's kind of stale. Um, I think they were got Charlotte and Becky around right now. Right, and I think they were really had something there when they had the uh, you know Bailey and Sasha as the champions of basically the the WWE. I think they should have really pushed that a little further because that I think that was good TV. If you would have had you know like let's say it was Zelina against um, Sasha Banks, I think to me that would be more of a hmm what's going to happen type match, but. I, I do agree with you that I think Zelina does have some untapped potential as a wrestler, but it's just for me, I never like putting somebody out in the spotlight so fast, so quick, with really no buildup, and then on a pre-show. So if this feud is going to have any legs, the introduction to it is not really that great in my opinion. You could also say the same thing about what happened with Shayna and Becky. Because literally the only stand that they had was, besides the whole thing that happened in the three-way match of Survivor Series, was the only leg they had to stand on was Shayna getting retribution for Ronda. Oh, hey, let's not be throwing around that word retribution. (laughs) Hey, be careful. You don't want want them running out with bats. Yeah, you don't want to get a tweet from Coach. (laughs) So, oh, Jesus. And a counterpoint to what you said, though, Kat, when you said mm-hmm. that, you, you know, that Mac could, should say the same thing about that. He did. <laughs> and Mac, mm-hmm. you, you didn't you didn't like the blow off with old Becky and Shayna thing at WrestleMania. Huh? Mm-hmm. No, I, I didn't. I didn't like. Um, I think. See, the, the difference, in my opinion, with with Zelina and, and Shayna is I think Shayna has more of a character that you can get behind at this point not saying Zelina won't have one uh, but I just think that she was already they already pushed her as this dominant female champion in NXT no one could beat her she has an MMA background she had a great theme music great the queen of hearts everything I mean spades I'm sorry Uh oh Uh, what was that guy was that guy that said that that they took off TV um Uh. What was that guy that said that they took off TV? Um, they took a lot of guys off TV. I don't know. No, no, he was on commentary and he said that. Um, he was the he was uh, Rusev's... Uh, Aiden English. 
Aiden English, like he said, mm -hmm. the queen Mi of hearts. Mister, uh, I married Eddie Guerrero's daughter. Yeah, like he he said that, and then like the next segment, he was gone. So yeah, if I'm going next, <laughs> yeah. So if you see me gone next segment, you know what happened. Yeah, I, yeah, thought, the... <laughs> I thought he was a fantastic commentator on 205 Live. By the way, I think he he's was. he's really good on the mic. He is. That's besides yeah, but... even he he's been one that's been even helping show with, with being on the mic. And then um, the Queen's Army and all that. I think that was that was a great look, great character. And then Becky beats her. And there's Don't no reason. The fact that Vince tried to make her a vampire. Shit. Oh, uh, uh, Shayna? Yeah. The, the whole thing was when she came out, she was supposed to become a vampire. The whole thing of be biting Becky, she was supposed to become a vampire. Oh, God. I hope there's no truth behind any of that. Were they going to bring up the, uh, the other um, MMA fighters with her and they were going to be the Lost Girls? <laughs> Probably. But the whole thing was when she debuted that that whole thing when she came out and bit Becky on the neck. The whole plan was to make Shayna a vampire. Maybe she was. Uh, maybe she's the father. <laughs> I mean, she likes to make fun of Becky for that one. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but uh, overall, you know, uh, well, wait. What do you think? Who's who's going to win that match? Uh, my thoughts go on this, yeah, I think it's a, it's it's interesting because there's a there's a fresh face going up against Oscar. It's not the same people, so I'm excited for that. Oscar um, is a proven commodity that she could go, she could work with anyone, she can adapt to anybody. Zelina Vega's got a, a good background. Um, sure, there's that tie-in with the you know wrestling with my family thing, but I mean she she had a hell of a run in Impact Wrestling with LAX. You know, she had a great character then. She's good in the ring. She can get it done. I think they're uh, not, I don't want to say too late because she's still very young in her career and whatnot with WWE. But I think where they should have pulled the trigger is when her and Andrade got called up and they were on SmackDown together. And Andrade had those series of matches with AJ Styles over the course of two or three months where, you know, obviously AJ went over, but. They accomplished something that a lot, a lot of wrestling fans nowadays even realize is still a thing and can be a thing if they just accept it. And that is even in, in loss, you can still be put over. Andrade's profile was raised in those matches with AJ. I think Zelina Vega was raised by association in that as well. And I think they missed the boat by not giving Andrade a singles title run over on SmackDown and they could have gave Zelina Vega a title run over on SmackDown and they could have been champions together while she was still the manager but also kicking ass in the women's division oh yeah most definitely you know one of the things like I even remember is it was last year when um, they first got traded to Raw before they went back to SmackDown and everything um, when they had the draft and Selena did the promo, and it was right after, you know, Becky won the two belts and everything in the in that huge, iconic main event WrestleMania match for the women. And then all, and Selena came out, and she did a whole promo about the women's division and literally was making fun of Becky, was making fun of all this, doing all this. And then she made fun of Charlotte. And the look on Andrade's face, like, I'm like, dude, you could have continued pushing that. 
you literally could have established something right there. I think Heyman was really trying his best to, because when he took over the book, if you notice that Zelina talked a whole bunch more on Raw than she ever did on Smack. Yeah. I think he, I, I think he saw that she can talk and she can sell these matches and she can put these guys over. And I think Bruce sees that she can talk and she could put things over, but he's like, okay, we need to put her in a ring to do that. So I think that Paul Heyman definitely got the ball rolling and made her a believable, you know, heel and good at getting heat. And I like the whole thing that they did with um, when she poisoned uh, one of the um, Street Profits' drinks. Yeah. I wish they would have not had such a just one-sided match, her and Bianca Belair, because that could have went on and, you know, branched off into the women's division and had a title around it or something. But, you know, now we're going to see. We're, we're going to see now if uh, she can really pull off a great match. I think they're going to do a lot of things to make her look like a star. But the, wait, who do you think is going to go over, though? I'm going with Asuka on this one. I think, I think her title run needs a little bit more length to it. U.S. Championship match. We got Bobby Lashley defending against Apollo Crews. I, 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 I kind of like this program they got with the Hurt Business going up against Apollo and, and Ricochet. I think it's uh, it's interesting. They got, um, what's his name, Cedric Alexander, right? That jumped ship mm-hmm. over to the, the Hurt Business. I think, I think Bobby Lashley should drop the belt back over to Apollo. And I think they should transition to Apollo and and Cedric feuding over the U.S. title and have Bobby Lashley move on to bigger and better things. Maybe Bobby Lashley can move on to a feud with Drew McIntyre. I definitely agree with that one. I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley on this one. What about you, Mac? Um, I think the U.S. title has moved around a lot lately. Um even though MVP didn't win it. Uh, you had the visual of first Apollo having the championship and MVP visually coming out with the belt. And then now, and then, you know, uh, um, Apollo wins. Then you have him now with the belt. And then you had Bobby Lashley. I think it's too much back and forth with the belt. Um, I think Bobby Lashley wins this match. Um I think he should win this match because the only way that I think the the belt should come off of Bobby Lashley is if there's an interference from somebody to get into his next feud. Because if you're trying to build him to be a superstar, you can't have him lose to an Apollo Crews. And there's not a knock against Apollo Crews. He's just not on that next tier yet of superstars. So I, I want to see Bobby Lashley win this um you can maybe have it where Cedric Alexander interferes and then Apollo can start feuding with Cedric uh, separately. But um, I, I'm going to have to go with uh, Bobby Lashley. Okay. I, I think I made a mistake when I said Bobby Lashley. I meant Apollo Crews when I said the official prediction. Because <laughs> I said Apollo should win it back, but I'm going with Lashley. Made no sense on that, but I just wanted to make that clarification. Uh, Kat, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are, um, I've always been someone that's never really cared for Bobby Lashley. 
Um, that's just me. Uh, I always thought he was just a, a, another dude doped up on steroids. Sorry. Um, but I kind of want to see Apollo take it. And as you said, establish this whole thing between him and Cedric. I think him and Cedric can really run with it. And I think that will literally give people a chance to pay attention. Bobby Lashley is a been there, done that. Got that t-shirt. Thanks for coming. See you out the door. I can't disagree with you because they, they, they booked him that way. You can't, you can't have him come in and have a feud with Roman Reigns and you think that Bobby Lashley has a chance and then every time you build him up for something throughout his career, then you throw him out. So I, I don't disagree with that thought pattern of, of, you know, I can't take him serious. It's how they're booking this guy. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's a whole thing. Of, I, I definitely think... Uh, if you have in that factor for MV- of MVP with Cedric, that you know you could really push Cedric to the moon right there. I like that they're giving Cedric some time on the mic too, to kind of talk Most and definitely. get his personality over a little bit. That's it's old school formula that hasn't really been shown that much, but getting some of the mid card guys over in the recent years, you know. It's funny that you know Cedric has gotten over more within these last two or three weeks with the Hurt Business, this Sammy Guevara has gotten over in the last five to six months. Oh, burn. No, it's true, though. You know, (laughs) I would even say more over than Sammy Guevara in the last year since teaming up with Jericho. And Jericho is such a huge name. You know, I mean, it's no offense to guys like Lashley or MVP or Shelton Benjamin, but you can't argue that Jericho isn't a bigger name. He is a bigger name than those guys. And even, even being associated with Jericho, Sammy hadn't been put over like Cedric has. Yeah. Because, you know, Cedric speaks for himself. You know, Jericho always, the way Jericho gets guys over in his opinion. And if you disagree with him, you're wrong is by giving them nicknames. If he gives you a nickname that he's now made you. Well, so he's the the what is the the Latin god or the I don't know what it is Spanish whatever god. It is. Spanish god yeah so here's your nickname you're over now doesn't work like that but just to move on <laughs> I just I just I just really you know I think it's time to with the U.S. Championship maybe it's time to get away from this whole feud with Cedric and and the hurt business and stuff. Maybe it's time for some new blood after this. You know, maybe maybe Cedric, you know, is there still a cruiserweight championship on? I know it's on NXT, right? But it's or now maybe, only on NXT. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the, he goes after the tag team title or something. I just we need some fresh blood in this I mean this this feud with around the US title's been going on for how long with these guys? Quite a while now. Yeah, maybe it's time for something new. Yeah, they've Same been playing hot potato with it since I think around Money in the Bank time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see what they do. Maybe maybe it's time for something new. I don't know. Speaking of something new, and I know Mac, you may disagree with me on this. Uh, the next match, the Raw Tag Team Titles, the Street Profits defend against Andrade and Garza, and 
I think Street Profits have done a very good job as a tag team champions, but I would like to see Andrade and uh, Garza finally capture the belts at the pay-per-view. I think it would be ironic if they did it this way, right? If, you know, Zelina Vega loses her match earlier in the evening and then the Street Profits are going against uh, Andrade and Garza and then Zelina comes out and costs the Street Profits the tag team championships. So, and then walks off with Andrade and Garza as a tag tag champion. So that nobody will see that coming. And this would be a thing where it's like, okay, now it's interesting because now you can bring in Bianca Belair. They can have their series of matches again. Um, and Or not again, but they can start having their series of matches. And um, even though there's more storyline potential, I just think after this pay-per-view, like a lot of these feuds have been going on for a long time. If you look at this card, minus a few matches. Um, so we really, you know, need to start doing some new things, especially the, what's the next pay-per-view? Uh, Hell in the Cell? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we need some new stuff. If you but, don't count, um, take over. Well, yeah, I'm just for Raw and SmackDown and selling the cell. Because, um, I mean, you know, NXT, they're doing something completely new with around their world championship, which is very ballsy to do, but they're at least doing something new with it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'd, I would like to see Angel and, and, and um, Andrade win, win it. I think that that'll be a, a shakeup to the division. How about you, Kat? What are your thoughts on this one? I definitely think after 200-something days, I love the Street Profits, but I think it's time we get some new tag team champions. And I honestly think that it would also be interesting, considering the fact that when Zelina told both of them that she was done with their bullshit, they beat the shit out of each other. Now they're not the number one contenders. That, that that reminds me a lot of like things that happened with like Cesaro and Sheamus. They didn't get along. Then they finally realized, oh hey, we have a common goal here. So I I definitely think it'd be, be great for Andrade and Angel to to have that chance at the t- and get those titles. I think they're great tag. All four competitors in this match are tremendous talents. Um, Street Profits and- have definitely proven that they can get over on the mic. They can get over in the ring. Just the a perfect act all around. Andrade and Garza, I think, have definitely come into their own as a team. And you got a nice clash of styles between them, too, where Andrade, while can get flashy in the ring, has a more serious head on his shoulders, where Garza knows he's good, be the first person to tell you he's good, and he loves... I think he might even love the attention of the ladies a little bit more than Jim Ross in 2020. <laughs> oh, <No. laughs> it's, it's a big lonely house in, in, in the state of Texas, I guess. Um, <laughs> but um, but what what I'm saying is that uh, I guess we all agree that they should go over. Do we actually think they're going to go over though? I think so. I think so. I got a sneaking suspicion about it. Yeah, I hope so. We need something. Like I said, we've seen this match on Raw. We've seen this on pay-per-views. Like, if we do this, 
that we have to maybe add another wrinkle so it makes it more interesting or just forget it. Like, we just need, you know, these, these few, I'm all for long feuds. All for it. I like the formula of three pay-per-view feuds. But where they mess up at now in that formula is they face each other on like every other Raw. So by the time we get to the third pay-per-view, like we're like, okay, we're done with this. It's like playing universe mode in 2K. <laughs> right. Yeah. Here's a match I'm, I'm really looking forward to. Um, because of the, the competitors involved, I think that this is the perfect match for these three guys. Triple threat ladder match, Intercontinental Championship, Jeff Hardy defends against AJ Styles and Sami Zayn. And I was surprised when Sami Zayn came back. And I love what they're doing with him about him saying, you know, that he's the Intercontinental Champion and these other two guys are faking it. Jeff Hardy's not the real champ. And, you know, they got the two title belts. It reminds me a lot of, you know, Sean and Razor from 94. I think they did something similar to this uh, about 10, 15 years ago. I mean, somewhat recent memory, I think. I just can't remember exactly what it was. It's just a very familiar story here, but... I just I'm I'm really looking forward to this triple threat match. This is probably going to be one of the craziest matches of the night, maybe because of the whole bump factor to it. What do you think, Kat? Most definitely, I think it, it it's one that you know it is great because you've got three strong competitors that are all three different styles, but they can blend and work so great together. And I think it's gonna and you're introducing a ladder. You know, we all know what Jeff Hardy can do with ladders. And I think it's going to be interesting to see, like, the dynamic of having in Styles and Sami Zayn with the ladder. So it's going to be a good one. Mac, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm very excited to see this match. Uh, this, is, this is the one thing, like, I've been stressing so far on the show is talking about Something new, something new, something new. When Sami Zayn came in, this is an entirely new, fresh element. So I think this is going to be the match of the night. I think that these guys are going to really, you know, show out in terms of uh, the Intercontinental Championship and this being a ladder match based off of a long history of ladder matches and Intercontinental Championships. And I believe that Sami Zayn is going to go over because he is a fantastic heel. And you always make money and get ratings when the baby face is chasing the heels. So I think Sami's going to go over. You know, when I look at what the matches that are on this card, and then you see this ladder match, it makes me have that feeling that I had back in 2001. When we went into, I believe it was No Mercy in 2001. I could be a month off. I don't know. It might have been the, the pay-per-view beforehand. But still, you had a really solid card. You know, you had you had everybody in their spots. You get a tag team match, open up the show. It was probably the Dudley Boys. You know, you had a couple good little singles matches here and there. But like the one match in the card that really made me excited, it was Edge versus Christian. And it was a ladder match. And I look at this card the same way and I got the same feelings where I'm like, okay, this match will be cool. This match will be cool. I'll definitely watch this one. Oh, triple threat ladder match. Hardy Styles and Zayn. 
God dang, I'm looking forward to that match. That's the same feeling I got for this. And I just, I'm going to agree with you on that with the, with the Sami Zayn. I think Sami Zayn getting it's gonna, it is going to be good for business. Like you said, when the heel is running with the ball and the face is chasing him, good business. Sami Zayn's whole thing is that he's the real Intercontinental Champion. And what better way for the heel to say, ha, told you so, than to win the title belt after all these weeks of saying that he's the real champ. So I'm going to go with Sami Zayn on that one too. How about you, Kat? I definitely have to agree with the whole thing of Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn would be great with it. Um, because of the fact, let, let's face facts, you know, the man worked his butt off to earn that title. And, you know, he never really lost it. Facts are facts. They took the title off of him due to him not wanting to work due to COVID. That's not fair. You know, and so it's like, you know, when and him coming back, I like this whole dynamic. I think if Sami Zayn wins, then you've got a whole storyline right there with Sami Zayn and Jeff Hardy. Now, one thing that I kind of think would be interesting if they did it, if he were to come back, because they still have that feud between Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. If Daniel Bryan randomly shows up and costs AJ the match. Yeah, I was I was thinking for Daniel Bryan, it's interesting you said that. I'm thinking that he's going to be showing up to to challenge Roman Reigns. Ooh. I think I think that is what would happen with that. But I had a very crazy scenario. Like what if someone helps Sami Zayn win the match. What if he has a big like bodyguard type character? Mr. Hughes. And it may Curtis Hughes. And it may um, throw people through a loop, but if you think about it, this would be the best way to reintroduce him. What if he had Lars Sullivan? Oh, God. <laughs> No, I'm serious. Like, just imagine Sami Zayn because, you know, he's on this whole artistic freedom thing. What if he said, you know, he's different. He has a background. So do I. So do all of us. But you look at him like a freak and you called him a freak. And you had Sami Zayn really pushing this guy. And we're mentioning the elephant in the room. And he's just being a monster and helping Sami Zayn keep that Intercontinental Championship because he's still under contract. Yeah. I, I'm not. You're so crazy. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's a bad idea at all. I think it's a great idea. I'm more of looking at it from a whole like, and I probably shouldn't be looking at it like this, but that's that's it's it gets shit on so freaking hardcore by the fan base online because it, of, it, because of who it is. It it right. would literally get destroyed and. The nonstop thing over, you know, his past coming out, like, literally, that's all you're going to hear is literally like, oh, it, it, is he Sammy's butt buddy? Oh, jeez. Yeah, like... which, which, is, which, which is great. And the reason why it's great <laughs> is because people are going to watch every single week to see what's going to happen with it. That's what's great. Like, let's let's... Do something. If you're ever going to use this guy, 
The only way that you can use him, in my opinion, if you put him with a character like a Sami Zayn, or you put him with a character like Bray Wyatt, which they'll never do, but if you put him in a scenario where it's like, we're going to mention it, but we're not going to mention it, kind of like how they did with um, Xavier Woods and the whole sex tape thing with Paige, mm. and they mentioned it without mentioning it. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the elephant in the room, then we moved on from it. I think you could do something like that if you're going to use him. If not, just let the guy go. Let the kid go. I like how you, you mentioned the whole Bray Wyatt thing. I, you know what would be an interesting thing? If they ever did pair him up with Bray Wyatt, you know what would be perfect for him? Hmm. Is if he was security of the of the playhouse, the funhouse. He'd be the bouncer, like you know, like the like the big dude for Raw Underground. If they had if they had uh Lars standing at the door while Bray's cutting his promos or something, you know? Because so many people have gotten into the, the, the fun house to beat the crap out of Bray. I wanted them to use a mailman character, but they gave that they, they kind of did that already when they had them sign the contract for the last match. Yeah, that and Pierce. Yeah, but uh, if they had like a mailman character and he had Lars as the mailman walking around in like a mailman outfit and him looking ridiculously crazy to the <laughs> point that people are like, what is going on? Like, like if a, you're going to use him, use him, you know? Like a 1960s, 1970s mailman where he's got those really high shorts, the tall socks and everything. Right. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that Sami Zayn, like, to, to push it further, like give him, give him a, give him a bodyguard. Dude, I just, I just thought of a f- funny scenario right there with that whole thing. When you say in the mailman, he, like he's just walking by, you see him walk by the window and, and, and Bray stops and goes, Oh guys, it's mail time. And he goes, we got a telegram for you, Mr. Wyatt. And he hands it to him. And it's like a statement from whoever's opponent for the next pay-per-view is going to be. And Bray reads it, you know, all happy. Like he's reading a child's book. And then does his rebuttal, like, oh, Jesus Christ, that would work. Then you tell him to deliver a message for me. Yeah. And then he go and then he goes and he beats the crap out of him, and that's the quote unquote message. Oh my god, yes. Like he beat he beats the crap out of somebody and then he goes, Bray said hi. And he just <laughs> walks away. That's yeah. the message. Like like you you gotta if you're gonna have him employed, do something. At this point, you know, you got to do something with the guy. Um, he has a ridiculously bad past. <laughs> like, it's really, really bad. But if you're going to use him, use him. That's all I'm saying. If not, let him go. I feel, I feel, I, you know, I, I go back, I, I changed my statement. I mean, like I said, I, I'm not disagreeing that it would, you know, with the, with the whole thing. I'm looking at it from a standpoint of uh, fan reaction, which I shouldn't look at. If it's a reaction's reaction, um, as long as you're not out there killing somebody or injuring them like on purpose and shit like that then i mean it's all fair game in my opinion um that's how i've always looked at wrestling even myself included my own personal you know activity in wrestling what i did out here in socal and the indie stuff i you know i set my ego at the door man if it made for good business it made for good business i didn't care whatever happens during the show right right yeah yeah all right, moving along. Uh, we got the uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. Cesaro and Shinsuke defending against Lucha Party. We don't know what the combo is going to be. I assume it's going to be Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado, but, I mean, Kalisto could probably pop himself in there. One of those combinations. Um, 
I'm not I'm I'm not really invested in this match. But like Max said at the very beginning of the show, this is probably gonna be one of those matches like you know no, we're not gonna give a crap about. But as soon as it it's all said and done, it's probably gonna be one hell of a match. And I believe that I really do. But going into it, I I don't know. I, I Cesaro and Shinsuke, I think are just gonna walk away with it. They're, you can't take the belts off them right now. What are you guys? Thoughts? I honestly believe. I honestly believe that. If they do it of Lindsay and Grand Metalik, that Kalisto is going to try and beat the crap out of um, Lindsay because we've been seeing week after week after week the two of them cannot get along. And it's like, you know what? It's time to break up the Lucha House Party. It's time to let these three guys do their own thing. And let's see what they can do. Yeah. Hopefully um, they release Lindsay Dorado. Yeah, I, I never got into Lucha House Party. Uh, oddly enough, when they got over to me a little bit is when they were facing uh, Lars Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, I don't, you know, I, I don't. I never liked the concept. Never liked the name. I, you know. All right. Well, what about they, what about this situation here, Mac? What if we take what Cat said? You, you break this team up, right? Mm-hmm. You got Kalisto and you got Lince. They go on to do their little feud. What if you trade or move Grand Metalik over to Raw and Grand Metalik starts a program with Apollo Crews? Like, you put the, the, the belt on Apollo and you got Apollo and Grand Metalik going at it for the, uh, or even Bobby Lashley and Grand Metalik, you know, for the that U.S. title. Be great. Yeah, I, I think that Grand Metalik, he can go. I mean, he put on an incredible match with um, AJ Styles. Yeah. So um, I think he can work. I just, you know, it, it, it's with guys that are in mask. it's like I feel Vince feels that the gimmick is their mask, so he doesn't really give them a background. So I need to be more invested in him as a character. We're going to push push him as a singles competitor. But um I would love to see him um go to Raw and form another tag team with Humberto. Ooh, I think okay. that would be a good tag team. Yeah. And don't give and don't give them maybe have them feud with Andrade and Angel Garza. And don't make him a comedy act like Lucha House Party was either. Right. Yeah. I like that. That could work. Yeah. I think yeah. we're all in agreement that Grand Metal League, if they break up, Grand Metal League has got to go out somewhere else. He's got to leave the brand that these two other two guys are going to be on, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, predictions for this match? Uh, Cesaro. Cesaro and, and, and Shinsuke. Cesaro and Shinsuke. All right. Uh, another tag match. We got the women's tag team championship, the Riot Squad, up against the champions Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Cat, I'll let you open up with this one. Huh? I think it's time we give uh, the Riot Squad what they definitely deserved. Um, they've been a, a solid team, even you know, with breaking up a little bit and allowing live to kind of grow as an individual and then having her and Ruby come back together 
you know, I think it's great. You know, one of the things as you know, you and I have even said and said before, the one t- thing that they're not focusing on so much is the women's tag team division. And I think if you were to give someone that's an actual team, you know, a chance at the titles, I think you can literally solidify your women's tag team division by having it go to every single brand. I agree. You know, and, you know, as you mentioned, you've got two females that are on Raw Underground right now. One of them was featured in NXT's Battle Royal last night, Marina Shafir. I think right there, you can literally bring in Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir and have them work with the Riot Squad. You have a dynamic tag team right there that you could use. I definitely think that Shayna and Nia are going to beat the crap out of each other, and that's a feud that should happen. Yeah. But, yeah. I definitely have to say this whole thing of Nia throwing Lana through a table for the past two weeks has been hilarious. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been it's been a hilarious. I think that um, if they want to further the tag team, the women's tag team division, uh, because everyone thinks this is punishment for Lana, uh, I just think it's a storyline is being built. So if Lana comes out and costs them the titles with Nat with Natalia, then now we're talking here. Because you put them through a you put her through a table for two weeks. Now she comes out and interferes in the match and literally now I know I've said like for a lot of matches, a lot of interference, but this is one of those pay per views that is a filler pay per view. That you're go, you're coming into like your big pay per views, like your your Survivor Series, your, you know, eventual Royal Rumble, like, you're, you're coming to the end of the year, so we're going to have to start establishing some things that's going to be built up to have a good, solid card for your biggest show of the year, which is WrestleMania. So you got to kind of start laying the foundation now, kind of how they, they're doing with Roman Reigns, laying the foundation now. Um, so I really think that if you have the Riot Squad win the titles, and then you have you know Natalia and Lana cost you know Shayna and 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 Nia Jax the the championship, and then they have their own interview, but they still agree to you know move forward and and get a rematch and stuff. Now we have some interesting things and some different dynamics going on in the women's tag team division. I love the idea of moving the titles. Well, I'm gonna say permanently, of course, but moving the tag, the women's tag team championships to NXT for a little while and having them have weekly matches on there because now there's a reason to tune into NXT. And then once they get done with their feud there, just, you know, move them to different brands. I think that's what should happen. Not just someone just stopping through for a, a night and then leaving. Like, you know, they should be the tag. That should be the only titles that can be defended on every single brand. And then that would bring so much prestige. And I mean, it is in a way, but we should really put emphasis on that. So I'm, I'm going to go with the riot squad. I think the riot squad's going to. Yeah, I, 
I like the. I didn't think that I would like this pairing, but I kind of like the pairing of Nia and Shayna Baszler. It reminds me of like old school, and it's it, it makes sense because Pritchard's booking this, and Pritchard is you know, old school '90s kind of guy. He was part of the creative team way back in the day, but like, and I know that these two guys, I don't think we're on the same. I don't think they were on the roster at the same time, but this is my comparison. Pairing up Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler is like if they would have made a, a weird tag team back in the day of Bam Bam Bigelow and Ken Shamrock. It sounds crazy, but it would make sense. You know what I mean? Like a pairing like that. I can see that. Um, like Ch- Charlie Haas and Viscera. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it works. You know, um, I would hate to see them stop that right now as I think they're finally getting some momentum, especially with what Nia has been doing with Lana. Um, it does suck. I think the, I would like to see this continue. And as a result of that, we would have to have the Riot Squad be a casualty of this war. But maybe they could build them up towards a big WrestleMania win where they get the belts finally. But I would, you know, Nia and Shayna, I would like to see them keep the belts. So I'm going to pick them as the winners. I would like to see Lana try to get involved in this, but maybe not get the upper hand just yet. Um, Build up to a big match at Survivor Series where maybe it's the Riot Squad with Lana and Natalya. Versus Nia Jack, Shayna Baszler, and then you bring up the other two MMA girls that were with Shayna. And that could be a big match right there. But Nia and Shayna can finally have a breakout right there where they just blow up and then the three MMA stars beat the crap out of Nia. And then the next night, title match, maybe that's when you give the Riot Squad the tag team championship. Maybe screw WrestleMania. Then you got a nice built-in program there with Nia against Shayna and her crew going at it for the next couple of months and have a nice big blow-off at the Royal Rumble, perhaps. And that's when Shayna can win the Royal Rumble, go on to WrestleMania, get her big win. I'm just thinking, you know, a lot of people listening to this crowd are going to be like, dude, you're thinking way too long-term, but there's no such thing as too long-term in wrestling. You have to think long-term. Mac, you and I, we, we got brought up in the Russo era and there was not a wasted time on his television programs because he, Every, everything was a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Around like right after WrestleMania, he knew what his SummerSlam card was and he booked backwards and he led up to it the day after SummerSlam. He knew what he wanted for WrestleMania and he built up backwards from that. Mm-hmm. So that's what we need to do with characters like this. As I'm gonna go, I know it's a long spiel. Probably doesn't make sense to a lot of people listening to this, but Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, that's my prediction for this one. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship match: Bailey defending against Nikki Cross. Bailey is holding on to that title for such a long, almost a full year now, right? It's been over a year. Has it been over a year? It's been over a year. I thought she lost it like a week before they went to Fox and then won it back on Fox. Oh, yeah, that is true. So, yeah, it's been almost a year. Next week will be a year. Yeah, I, that's what I... Yeah, she won it uh, October 11th. Mm-hmm. So she's about two weeks shy. Yeah, I, You know, I, I think this is a Alexa 
a stage for Alexa Bliss. I really think that's the only reason why this match is happening. The stage for Alexa, Alexa Bliss. Bliss. I say Sasha. Well, yeah, I think Bailey and Sasha can do something down the road. It may not be for the title. I don't think they need the title. No, but I definitely think that Sasha's going to come out and beat the shit out of Bailey and Coster. Coster, the one thing that she, that literally, as Nikki as Nikki Cross even sat there and said, and even Alexa agreed, <laughs> Bailey no longer has Sasha to help her protect the title. Yeah, that's true. But Mac, where were you going with uh, with Alexa here? Uh, I think that we have not, I mean, Sasha and Bailey can win the match and Sasha can jump her like very, very easily. Like, I don't, you know, the WWE always has this thing about records. So if she's a week away or close to being a year or some odd, um, they're going to let her cross that threshold so they can really tout that. So I, I think Bailey's going to win the match. But I think this is a definitely something for Alexa because we have not yet seen Alexa and Nikki come to blows yet. So this is why I'm saying this is a, a built up for Alexa because now this will be the, the exact moment now where Nikki and her are going to actually start throwing fists at each other. So I think Alexa is going to come out, cost Nikki the match. So you're going with Bailey on this? I'm going with Bailey. Going with Bailey on this. Kat? I'm going to go with Nikki because, honestly, here's my whole thing. I can see what you're saying with the whole Alexa thing, but honestly, unless they're going to start mentioning the Fiend, I don't see how you're going to get Alexa to come out there. I could um, I could see both sides of this thing. I, I I agree with what Mac had to say about the records. Uh, she's going to be coming up to this record pretty soon. They're going to let her cross the finish line with it. Same thing they did with uh, with Nikki Bella back what was and it 20, 2015. And um, I I don't think Bailey and Sasha need the championship in their feud. I think it is a you know a lot to it, but. I don't know. Um, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, I think, could benefit very well from the championship. Being in, in, mixed in with both of them, I'm I'm somewhat at a crossroads here. I, I just don't know what direction to go with. Kind of leaning a little bit towards Bailey getting it because they probably will see that or think that they need the title in there with Bailey and Sasha. Nah, I'm yeah, not... they're putting too much emphasis on that Bailey um, can't win by herself. They're putting too much emphasis on that. So that's why I'm thinking it's going to go the opposite way. So you think Bailey will get the win for herself then? Yes. Okay. It won't be clean. It won't be clean now. Yeah. But he'll, she'll get the win. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to lean on Bailey on this one. I think that'll be my prediction for that one. I mean, the the rumor is they're supposed to have a woman's Hell in a Cell match again. So I think if you're going to to do it, that's the way I could definitely see Bailey have, you know, Bailey more having the win than Nikki. But I, I'd like to see Nikki win it. 
but that's the only way I can see it is literally putting, you know, two women you know you can trust that can handle. Yeah, if the rumor is that they want the championship in a Hell in a Cell match, I think the bigger money would definitely be with Sasha and Bailey in a Hell in a Cell than it would be, you know, Nikki and Alexa Bliss. Um, if they had a little bit more build into it and they had crossed, like Max said, that this will be the first coming to blows with Nikki and, and Alexa if this happens. If they had done it, say, a month ago between those two, and then Nikki goes on to this match and wins it, and then they have the Hell in a Cell with those two, I think it would make more sense. It would be way too early to pull the trigger on a Hell in a Cell match between Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss for the title. So in that aspect, yeah, you throw that element into it, it's Bailey and Sasha for the title, Hell in a Cell makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. You figure since Sasha's Owen to in Hell in a Cell. Yeah, and then she's uh, Owen whatever in uh, title defenses too. Even though she wouldn't be going <laughs> into this as, a, as, yeah, she wouldn't be going into it as champion, but she can get the job done. But she can't hold on to that job. She's like she's like one of those women that are like in their fifties that has like thirty different job histories in their resume. And you know she ain't getting the job. <laughs> right, right. Like a work history changes every two months. Yeah, I would never hire anybody like that. No. <laughs> All right, uh, we got an ambulance match for the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre defending against Randy Orton. And Mac, earlier in the show, you hmm. talked about Randy Orton has lost a lot of heat since SummerSlam. And I totally agree with you on that. And it sucks because it's like a double-edged sword because I loved the work that he did with Keith Lee, but it was at the expense of taking all that heat off of Randy Orton. Right. And you could have still, you could have still made Keith look strong. I don't, you know, him winning that way, you know, was a shock, but it's just like, you just killed the whole, you killed it. He was destroying everyone. Yeah. He destroyed Christian edge. The Big Show, Ric Flair, like he was like Drew McIntyre barely beat him. That was the quote unquote storyline that they, you know, portrayed like he beat him with a roll up, basically like a a backslide type move. Okay, great. So now Orton is more sadistic. He's more focused. And now that's your storyline, and it's an ambulance match. But no, in between that, you had him job to Keith Lee, a guy that every single week they experiment with ring gear on. That's who you had him job to. I don't have a problem with Keith Lee. I have a problem with pushing Keith Lee so fast. I can agree with you there. Oh, yeah. But as far as who I think is going to win is I think that um, Orton's finally going to get it. I would I, I would like to hope so because if he doesn't and he's stuffed in that ambulance, I, I, I think Orton has to leave Raw, man. I think this is, I think this is a perfect setup for Orton to win because you protect McIntyre. Why? Because he's never paid. Hey, Mac, I think you might have to adjust your mic there, bro. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can now. It was, it got, oh, okay. Yeah, I got really muffled. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah, so this this is um, the opportunity to really push him because um, – I'm not pushing, but 
to protect McIntyre and to push Orton by having McIntyre lose without being pinned and having Orton do something sadistic to, to, to push that, that whole narrative of that he's a super heel. And then you can have him go into a hot shot feud again with Keith Lee, have him beat Keith Lee, and then have him pick up the feud again with McIntyre at Survivor Series. Well, actually, yeah, they wouldn't even have to have a singles match at Survivor Series. At that point, Drew and, and Keith Lee can kind of band up, find some more guys to go you know, team up with them. And they had the, the big Survivor Series match. And then at TLC, you have McIntyre go up against Orton and get the belt back. There you go. Right, right in time for WrestleMania coming around the corner to WrestleMania season. So I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I just think if, if Orton loses this match... It's just bad news for Orton, man. It really is. I mean, great for Drew, but the, the, here's the thing. They got it built into the storyline now about Drew McIntyre having, was it a broken jaw or a dislocated jaw or a cracked jaw or something? Yeah. So it, they've really got it to the point where, like, any wrong move, any wrong bump, wrong hit, and he's done for. So this is perfect is built in for Orton to win this match drew to take maybe I would I'd give him a month off of television I would not have him return until either the night of hell in a cell or the raw after you know what too many things happen where they all just show up at the pay-per-view have it have it wait until the next night on raw or Orton's out there he's cutting his promo he's doing something drew comes back well, if you remember, they, you know, McIntyre cut the promo where he said that he wasn't cleared and they wanted him to drop the title. Mm-hmm. So this would be a, a great way. This is this is a huge, like, platform for Orton to win. So I'm going to go with Orton. If you don't have Orton win, I don't know what the hell you're doing in terms of booking because there's no, there's no other believable character on Raw that can take the belt off of Drew McIntyre at this point. I agree with you. I, I'm going with Orton on this one, too. How about you, Kat? Uh, I definitely have to see both of your sides, and I'm going to go with Orton. All right. Hopefully he gets it. Oh, yeah, hopefully. Oh, we got one final match here. Um, and I know that Orton and Drew has got a lot more heat to it and a lot of other shows I probably would have saved that one for last, but I want to save this one for last because it was interesting. It's a Universal Championship match. Roman Reigns, the champion, with his manager Paul Heyman against Jey Uso. And I never in my wildest dreams would have ever thought that these two guys would be going at it for a main championship at a pay-per-view. And that's like no offense to Jay Uso. I mean, tremendous talent. The Usos, one of my favorite tag teams. They were one of my favorite tag teams when people weren't giving them the chance in between 2010, 2014. I liked them before this series of matches they had with the Wyatt family. Yes. And people jumped on the bandwagon with that. They faded out a little bit. Then they started the whole Uso penitentiary when, you know, the brand split, and they've been mega over since. Mega over, yeah. Uso can get the job done. I don't think he's going to. Roman Reigns is going to fucking roll over this fucking guy. But it's. I think it's going think, to I think Roman Reigns is going to sell for him to the point that it's going to be believable. 
he's not going to go, he's not going to, he's going to make it believe maybe one or two spots that Jay is going to win the belt. But we all know, even in those moments, that he's not going to win it. Because you can't, I mean, Roman Reigns is on a tear right now. He's on a tear. Man. I think this is, this is a perfect, this is a perfect, I keep saying this is perfect in terms. I've said this this whole show. And the reason why is because, like I said, this is a filler pay-per-view. So this is setting the foundations for the next four or five months. This very pay-per-view. Because we're out of SummerSlam season, and we're now heading towards the end of the year. So you got to do things to establish things. When they named this match, and when I saw it, you know, the buildup that they had on SmackDown, and they said, okay, this was, you know, and, and, and Jay won the the um, the Fatal 4-Way, whatever type of match it was. I said, this is fantastic. Because the only way that we're going to get people to boo for Roman Reigns is if we put him against somebody that people like. And who is there that people like or love on SmackDown? Right now. Now, we can argue Daniel Bryan. I think Daniel Bryan will pop up sometime during this year face Roman Reigns for the title. I really do believe that. But putting him in against Jay and having Reigns just completely... I think Reigns is going to do something. I think he's going to low blow him or poke him in the eye. or He's going to do something that is a heel maneuver and then follow it up with a spear or Superman punch to win the match. Because there, I think this match is going to be so good that we're going to see another one of these possibly next month. So I'm going to go with Roman Reigns. I think this is going to be a really good match. I think this would be, like I said, I think the latter match is going to be number one. I think this is going to be number two in terms of the match of the night. What if what if they did something where they had such a you know such a good match that Jay wants the rematch? Roman says no. Jimmy Uso comes out and says, "Well, what about me?" And Roman says, "Yeah, I'll give you an equal opportunity." They have such a good match, and then at Hell in a Cell, maybe in the Hell in a Cell for the Universal Championship, you have the Usos versus Roman Reigns. I wouldn't be opposed to that. I wouldn't um, be opposed to that either. It's just, you know, what are we going to do with... Because we have a lot of guys on the sideline in this paper. Yeah. You know, we've had, we've had you know, Bray Wyatt, who was champion, last pay-per-view. He's not booked. Then you have Braun Strowman. <laughs> um, he's not booked. And he was... I mean, he lost the belt, you know, um, to, to Bray. So that, like, reign lasted a week. So, you know, there's a lot of other scenarios that you can put in for future pay-per-views. But I don't think that we need to necessarily put Roman again. I mean, it's the whole Halloween theme. You know, they have all these catchphrases this year. Gold Rush, the horror show. What was the money in the bank called? Didn't they have a, a catch tagline for that? Yeah, um... I can't remember. It was like climb the corporate ladder or something like that. Yeah, yeah. climb the corporate ladder. Yeah. 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 Um, we had all these things. 
So I think that, you know, Hell in the Cell, they're going to do something with The Fiend. The risk is worth it, the reward. That's what it was. Yeah, so. it's like they, they had, like, yeah, it was a tagline. But that was, they would say the risk is worth the reward. And then they would say climb a corporate ladder and all that. Because yeah. it's going to be at, at Titan Towers or whatever the hell they call it. WWE headquarters. Yeah. Um, Vince's house. Right. <laughs> so, so. Yeah, I, I, I do think that um, I would like to see it extended past just this pay-per-view. Um, SmackDown needs stars. You know, Roman's come in and has really put a breath of fresh air there, but they need stars, man. They need stars. Uh, it's It has not been the greatest of shows here until Roman's kind of come back. So establishing Jay as a, you know, legitimate contender. Um, that's a good, I think he's, I think they're doing such a good job with Jay Uso that I think it supersedes what they're doing with Big E. Oh, I agree a hundred percent on that, which is ironic. Big E's another one of those guys on the sidelines on this pay-per-view. Right. Because, you know, Big E would probably been, you know, the guy that people thought would win the match, but you know, he has it to, in my opinion, this singles run, I'm, I'm not really into it. Kat, what are your thoughts on this matchup? I definitely think that even from the beginning, when I saw that they had, uh, Jey Uso be put into the fatal four way. And he won. And I literally went, here's how you establish Roman Reigns as a heel. Absolutely. Because literally now they're doing this whole thing of he's the tribal chief of the entire family. How, you know, there, there are some of those family members on that roster. How are they going to feel about that? And Jay Russo's kind of like, you know, I, I ain't cool with that. You know, what the hell are you doing? You know, and I definitely think like, Having him win this, literally, it was so out of left field, but it works perfectly because now you're literally establishing Roman. And I think, you know, it could even be something that, that's been talked about for a long time. You know, it could even lead to a whole thing of Roman versus Rock. There you go. You think, Mac, you think you think that's what they're building towards for WrestleMania? It's going to be in L.A. I mean, if, if everything happens the way they want. If there's a crowd, then it will happen. If there's no crowd, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I, yeah, um, I can't see the rock performing with no crowd at the Performance Center. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like when Austin came out for that Raw and there was no crowd. It just did not work out. I don't care how many stunners he gave. They had Becky Lynch, I think, out with him, too. Um, it just didn't work out, so... The, the Rock will show up if there is a crowd. But if there's no crowd, you know, trust me. He, I just saw a post that came out where they had their first meeting about the XFL. And he's going to be Black Adam for, uh, you know, the, um, I was going to say Marvel. They're going to kill me if I said Marvel. For DC Comics. Um, so he has a lot on his plate. So I really don't see that happening he would do it because that's you know that's his family and he said that before that he would do it but i don't think he would do it under the scenario of no fan yeah the, watching 
The Rock wrestle in an arena with no fans is like watching a horror movie with no soundtrack. Right. Well, it's like The Rock was just even interviewed about the whole thing, and they asked him, like, could you see yourself coming back at WrestleMania? And he goes, yeah, absolutely. They're like, but could you literally see yourself, you know, putting over Roman and letting Roman get the pin? And he goes, you know what? I would, because why? I've had my time. I've had my time to shine. I, I'd literally hand the torch over to him. Shit, he's still shining. He's shining <laughs> them checks. That's what he's doing. I mean, come on. You know, he got his own daughter to be paid attention to that she signed with WWE, although, you know, people don't even realize Simone signed with WWE two years ago when she was 16. They just waited till she was 18 to announce it. Well, hopefully they kept her away from Velveteen Dream, but that's another story for another oh, time. Boy. Wow. Oh, boy. Wow. Yeah, you said the key word there, boy. <laughs> yeah, maybe she was hey, safe hey, on hey. that. Wrong awesome gender. Theory too. Yeah, there you awesome go. Awesome theory there, too. Awesome yeah. theory. Might try and go after Rock's other, <laughs> on other daughters. All right, going back to Roman and uh, Jey Uso, though. Kat, who do you got to win this match? Roman. Roman Reigns. All right. All right. And, Mac, do you, you gave your prediction on that one, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, Roman. Okay. Roman, absolutely. All right, we got Roman to win that thing. Clash of Champions is this coming Sunday night. It should be a very interesting pay-per-view. Um, I'll ask again, except I'll reword it, you know, more appropriately. Uh, are you, either of you going to watch this pay-per-view this Sunday? <laughs> I'm going to be at work. But who knows? One of the target TVs might turn on Class of Champions. <laughs> there you go. Um, I I'm I hmm. I think I will watch portions of it. Okay. I think I'll watch portions of it because, as it stands right now, I have a lot of stuff to do on Sunday. But I will watch portions of it if I can. See, that's the thing that sucks about these pay-per-views is that this is going to be a good pay-per-view, but it's not must-see. Hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Kat, um, you have any uh, shout-outs or any plugs or anything like that you want to give up? None today. All right. How about you, Mac? Visit myworkoutgym.com for all of your workout fitness needs. Uh, you know, the, these gyms are opening up, uh, but a lot of individuals are not fully comfortable with that yet. So we have the best tested and sweated fitness equipment for people who are looking to work out at home and still get the gym results. So that's myworkoutgym.com. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. We are looking forward to Clash of Champions this Sunday. I think I'm going to watch it while working out. Maybe in time before the pay-per-view, I can order something from myworkoutgym.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everybody out there for tuning in to this episode of the Ring Scoops podcast right here on ringscoops.com, youtube.com slash ringscoops, anchor.fm slash ringscoops. If you would like to follow Ring Scoops on social media, it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all with the same username, Ring Scoops. And also twitch.ringscoops.com if you want to check out some of the live Twitch feeds. 
uh, the streams that we do. It's like Slam and Jam and whatnot. It's good stuff, man. And, uh, of course, ProWrestlingTees.com slash RingScoops as well for all your RingScoops merchandise. ProWrestlingTees.com slash RingScoops. That's it for this episode of the RingScoops podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Until next time, I'm that RingScoops guy saying thank you, good night, and be cool.